0: My name is Aggie and this is Biohacking Bestie. The one-stop shop for a modern queen where you can find biohacking courses, self-growth courses, and where you can find the most incredible community of women so you can hit all of your biohacking goals and beyond. Hello, biohackers. Welcome to another episode of Biohacking Bestie. And this is any... If you have any idea what we're going to be talking about today with my today's guest, Peanut has kindly offered his toy to give you a little bit of a hint. Lucy Lampe, welcome. Uh, how
1: are you? I'm great. I am still fascinated, so fascinated by the doggy rabbit.
0: The doggy rabbit—that's what we call it. <laughs> yes, um, I was like, people so going to judge me for this. Sorry, but whatever. That's um the best. Lucy is a trauma-based sex and relationship coach. And today we are also joined by my now fiancé, Jacob Friglin. So welcome. Sounds good. And Sounds Peanut good. and the, the doggy <laughs> rabbit. This is going to be a very, very exciting uh, conversation. I have tried to get Lucy on my podcast for about, what, four months now? Yeah, it's been a few months. And you're a very busy person. Mom of four, a wife of 17 years. Very impressive. And I want to talk to you about everything from sex to relationships to mothering. And I thought it would be really cool. Good to have a, a male voice in that conversation. So yeah. it isn't just two women. So thank you for joining.
2: Of course. Excited um, to be here.
0: Excited to be conversation. here. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be really good. So, like, where do we begin? Oh
1: my gosh. I, you know, when we get the conversation started and then we start to go on these trails, it's, it gets really juicy. So, wherever you want to begin.
0: Well, I think maybe you just start. I would love to just share with you know with everyone listening what resonated what kind of content resonated with me when i saw you and that was a really beautiful profound deep multi-dimensional approach to relationships so you know there is this trend in spirituality that it's like you know men have to be masculine and women have to be feminine so you know you see these coaches text her 6 p.m. at my place <laughs> and she's gonna be like oh my god yes that's so hot you're being so masculine let me spread my legs this is so hot this is so and, true <laughs> and you're, you're like all "Right," and i'm like no it doesn't work like this i'm not turned on by this if it doesn't
2: work like <laughs> right. i was gonna say you've probably experienced <laughs> yeah. otherwise yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: and i'm like and then i also feel like oh i'm there's something broken with me because I'm not this feminine woman. And I'm like, I yeah. feel feminine, but I also want to step into my healthy masculine. And you were the first person that I like saw that was like, okay, what's the shadow of that? What is mm. the dynamic? How to navigate that? How to like, step into healthy masculine, healthy feminine? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, how do we unpack this, right? So maybe right from the beginning, I would love to maybe share, if you don't mind, yes. the story of you and arriving at the place that you are. Because you're not just some sort of, like, alien that just had incredible sex for 17 years and no issues. (laughs) That's definitely, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about the
1: story of your marriage and the hardships that you guys went through? Yeah. Well, Wow. So it's almost where do I begin on that? I think that a, a really big catalyst awakening point was around 2015, when my husband, who was a veteran, and he was always this very all in, you know, extreme kind of guy into whatever he went into when he was in the military, he was always doing these things that nobody else was willing to do and going up to the the higher rise places and all of that. And uh, so that year he started experiencing these mysterious pains in his body and he at one point he just stopped being able to do all these things that he was used to being able to do with his body so he went through a complete like dark night of the soul loss of identity and it lasted about two and a half years and um through through just that like time that,
0: singing two and a half yeah. years of your partner struggling and in today's society you know right. the advice would be damp
1: his ass, right? Yeah, he's After not a being few masculine. months, right? You know, he's, he's not, not being providing. masculine, yeah. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you just it's yeah. all
0: all new, you should just le- find someone more masculine that yeah.
1: who well, fulfills you your it. needs, yeah, and can take care of you because he didn't clearly. So, he's struggle,
2: yeah, sure. this is, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like yeah. that's what the, the coined <laughs> term would be, yeah, yeah. which is just this like is that's well, but you did it. I just want to
0: like understand two and a half years, most people
1: don't have relationships that long. (laughs) Right. So that entire, that was like its own relationship. I I think of it as we've been in multiple committed relationships with each other throughout these 17 years. I mean, just very distinct seasons. And that was one of them where not only did we have two kids already at the time, we had just had a third kid that uh, uh, she was less than a year old. I was pregnant with our fourth because that's just how we roll. Like we have bam, bam, long break, bam, bam. (laughs) And then I'm done, you know, but that was a really stressful time because not only was I the working parent already, we had decided when he got out of the military that he would be the stay-at-home dad and I would pursue things in my career. And we had two Ooh, young another kids. Another no-no according exactly. to the Exactly, another approaches. no-no. Oh, my God, there's so many. So many I know, things. you're doing it wrong, clearly. Right, I'm doing it so <laughs> wrong, you guys. I'm doing it all wrong. And that's what yeah. made it right. Yeah, you know, that's what let it be right. Yeah, because everybody has space to be a human being. And when Ryan had that experience with the disability, he, he got really depressed. And he would go from being just numb and depressed and checked out to just raging, volatile ball of, you know, just anger. And And do you think it's like the the post-traumatic stress disorder caught up with him? Yes, all of these things. This is when he got into more of the emotional healing, the spiritual journey, the psychosomatic things that were creating the pain in his body. Because Mm -hmm. the doctors couldn't figure it out. And that added to the stress. I developed an autoimmune disorder during that time that lasted about a year and a half, about 15, 16 months, actually. And so that was my breaking point because I had four kids a husband who couldn't be a husband. So not only did I not have my husband anymore, and I didn't quite have a fifth child, but I had just, a, it felt like a big burden, like a he like couldn't a help people,
0: like you disabled adult, no. couldn't change.
1: even do the diapers, take out the trash, like just anything. So what did I do? I tried to kind of outperform my traumas that I wasn't looking at yet until I mm-hmm. got to a certain point in my autoimmune stuff. Outperform your trauma. So that's so yeah. relatable. I tried so to outrun fun. it. And I'm really good at achieving things and focusing on work. And I hid behind work for years, especially as an entrepreneur.
2: It's on top of just to hide yeah. the thing that you don't really want to face. And, I mean, and it's way cool. in a way, it's way easier to do that, right? Yeah. And it's way easier to pile loads of stuff on top instead of actually uncovering it and going, this is what I need to work on. But obviously, with the added level of stress that that brings, it's even harder to approach that trauma at the same time.
0: And I think yeah. it's also this level of like, if I start digging in, I might crumble. Mm-hmm. So I and have you have to, that.
1: Like, you kind of have to, or yeah. life is going to make it, make everything crumble. Yeah. I woke up one morning with my face completely swollen, so swollen that my eyes could barely open. And I had to go see a client that morning and I, and I showed up with looking like that. She's like, Oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I'm okay. And I had been doing gaps diet. I'd been doing all these different things and nothing was fixing it. And I would wake up with bloody sores and, you know, stains on my bedding. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I started, I got to the point where I I decided something has to change either in my environment or inside of me. And I can't control my environment only to a certain extent, right? Like I knew that I wanted, my heart was telling me to stay in the relationship and I had to find some way to um, connect with a sense of peace within it. I mm. knew that, like I got that message from the universe. And so I started to just do a little bit of more um, mindset work. And I, I was totally obsessed with Tony Robbins and like all these self-help things. And that just led me one thing to another, to this place where it led me on a journey of just massive spiritual awakening and reconnecting with my erotic nature. Oh. That was the big liberating point. And when Ryan started doing the journey, oh my God.
2: I think it's really interesting is that you didn't take the approach of just blaming Ryan.
1: Well, I like, did, but, like, but, like but it, then I had to change
2: it. Well, no, no, but it's good <laughs> because like some people just go, you're the problem, I'm leaving, this is, doesn't yeah. work. But like, you really like, you stood by him even though it was really challenging. And it's like, that's so rare in itself as a quality within a couple of years, you've been together for many years. But like that decision to actually say, no, instead, actually, I want to support this person through this dark time because we are the team and together we'll face the problem and not, you know, cause that separation exactly. between us which is rare in itself
1: yeah and men don't get the space the luxury either I know that men and women each have their own challenges all people do but something that I have learned just witnessing Ryan's journey and then later on coaching men has been that a lot of men just don't have the space to fall apart and to discover who they are outside of what's expected of them in the traditional book patriarchy. and that's
0: that's exactly the because you know it's men pay the price for patriarchy as well yes and it's a very big price and I think because we as women feel a little wounded we feel like what do you know you're a white man like yeah how yeah. hard it could yeah. it be for you yeah. in this in this society and only until I actually I think that's what a big reason why I didn't have much empathy for Jacob because I looked at him as a white male and kind of like life is so easy for you we Get the same job, so you get paid twice as much for the same right. job, like continuously doing yeah. Yeah, almost you look the at, like, same family. I'm
2: from a good family that, like, yeah, easy upbringing, yeah, as you so, look from the outside, at least.
0: And I'm like, you know, very hard Polish upbringing. I was like, oh, yeah, privileged white men. <laughs> Like kind of like zero empathy from my side. And on, and I think that was like a big reason why it, connect, it created such a big disconnect for us because I didn't understand that he's actually paying a very big price yeah. for the patriarchy, which doesn't allow him to just be vulnerable, doesn't allow him to make mistakes, to say, I don't know what to do with my life and just take a year or two and just be confused because yeah. that comes across as weak, as um unmasculine, <laughs> unmasculine yeah.
2: Yeah, not um, having a shit together. I think it's like it's what I told myself for a very long time to then be comfortable with actually feeling the total opposite. It just felt so unnatural. And then obviously from those early kind of few months and years of our relationship, I think like there was that disconnect between us that kind of like your perspective was that, oh, the hard Polish upbringing <laughs> and mine was it. But it's really interesting. Like, and now we just see a total new side of it. The moment you open the box of the work that needs to be done and the layers of the actually, wow, we all, we both have these parts of us that aren't perfect and that's perfect in itself to
0: and me that's what has been like yeah, the, the biggest is. change in the vibration you know we had a the originally when i talked to you i reached out because i was like i need coaching because yeah. we just broke up and people think it's a fake breakup and i'm like
1: <laughs> no <laughs> You're like i'm hurting
2: it's like one <laughs> of the hardest <laughs> times of my life but Should it's I funny I like if out. we
0: didn't share the breakup they'll be like oh they're hiding to just share the good parts, never the bad parts. I'm sharing the messy parts. People are like, she's being so dramatic about the breakup. I'm like, I just lost my soulmate, but I knew I had to let him go. But also a big reason why I let him go was because I was listening to all these spiritual teachers and he's like, you need the masculine man. He needs to be the provider. He needs to be this. Meanwhile, I'm doing really well and I'm making a lot of money. And all of a sudden, I don't want to step out of that energy to have someone save me right. from work. And a lot of these coaches like, you know, one day you're going to meet a guy. You don't have to work. And I'm like, I don't feel like I... Like You want to work. Yeah. Because like it's, it's my to work. mission. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to have both and someone who can support me. And I also feel like some ideas and some concepts in this universe have to be birthed through a woman because the way and the lens that we communicate and we go through life is very different and we need both female and male CEOs yeah it's about being able to transition between those energies and I now see like I think the biggest like fuck up about this whole spiritual teaching is that you know a woman dating a man I, and now what I see is like I'm a human being and you're a human being and yeah. we're playing with those energies together. And I'm dating a human being, a soul that as woo-woo as it sounds, I stopped looking at him as a, of him like being stuck in the cage of the masculine energy and just like, hey, let's explore how does that feel? How does this feel? You know, how does it feel to be vulnerable? How does it feel to open up? How does it feel to be, to take time, to surrender? And yeah. he's like, wow, scary. I don't know. I'm being judged. You know, guys are not meant to be all this. And I'm like, well, I'm not too bent, meant to be any of this either. So <laughs>
1: it's kind of fun. It's the union. Yeah. I feel like this is what the world needs collectively is union of the feminine and masculine. And again, it's not within one person. It's not just men. And, it's not men and women. Yes, it's within yourself. And this is something that I started to notice a lot of people resonating with in what I was writing at the, the earlier parts of this year. I first began really talking about inner sacred union. And how, when our, let's say, as women, right, our inner masculine energy is is in this sacred form, it will fiercely protect the heart of our feminine. So our feminine. <gasps> the vice sure versa, yes. And like vice, and for men too, it's like when men begin to descend into their wild feminine, because it's not a woman only thing. When yes. Ryan began to unleash that, there was so much rage. It was the chaos of the feminine that he got to tap into. And that is like uncorking all of the bullshit and all the fluff so that you can get down into the the heart, the wisdom, the truth. And if you're too scared or you don't have the capacity to hold your own chaos, you can't hold that for your partner. And you know, whether men or women. So there's just a lot in there about the inner dynamics of so, that.
0: So let's just uh, unravel because there's a lot of mi- misconceptions about masculine feminine energy. And people think that uh, perhaps every time I mention this, women are like, how come being directional and having, you know, a, be more regimented and kind of like organized is more masculine. That's just makes me feel like the surrender is like weaker in a way. Ah. And Right there, there's this idea that masculine is somewhat superior and the feminine is passive and it's boring, but passive is a wounded feminine.
1: Yeah, there is the shadow aspect of either. Yeah, so So, let's talk
0: about like what's masculine energy? What's feminine
1: energy? What are the shadows? Oh, total. Okay, this is good. We could do an entire podcast just on (laughs) this. I'm going to try to condense it the best I can. And for anyone who wants to learn more, go to my page, go to Just Go Deeper. But yeah, beyond the typical polarity teachings that we might be, you know, seeing mainstream is in a nutshell, the feminine, right? She is the, you can think of her as a life force, the life force energy flowing through something. So like a stream in the banks, like there's the, the bank that is providing that containment, that structure for her to flow. That's an example of the masculine presence. It's consciousness, containment, not control. That's the shadow. Control it doesn't work. That's me. I, I need to control or repress the feminine. That's the shadow of the masculine.
0: Because it comes from the place of fear.
1: Yes. Right. Yes. You,
0: it's not you're chaos.
2: Inadequacy for us for, of a male to think, oh, I should actually like take control and and restrict in order to feel like I have like strength.
0: Yeah. But when you look at the religions and, and uh, cultures that repress the feminine, when I look at this man, I don't look at the men for, of these cultures, of patriarchal culture, cultures, thinking, wow, they're so powerful. I think of like, oh, you're so scared and weak. Yes. Because that you need to fear. like cover.
2: You're masking something. You're masking yes. like deep. Because you know and the power of the season. feminine. So you're going to
0: cover her up and, you know, repress her because you know how powerful she is. And yeah. you know you can't handle her. So you're just going to like repress yeah. her as much as possible. But it's not really working.
1: No, no. And the real sacred, the sacred masculine is deeply reverent of the feminine he he approaches her with the utmost honor and respect and reverence and so
0: yeah there is So how so does it much- how does it feel to be in a relationship where you are celebrated for your healthy masculine and feminine that yeah. you are able to tap in both energies and you don't feel like you're in a cage of your gender
1: Well it feels very liberating <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the word I feel very supported in my relationship and not just so there are so many different ways to, to feel supported and, and support your partner that go outside of who's making the money or who's the provider or who's calling the shots and setting mm-hmm. the dates. And, you know, one thing that really helped that really clicked for me was uh, recognizing that just for money, for example. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because that's a very flow. big topic.
1: Yeah. in Relationships. Yeah. It's like if if it comes through me or it comes through him, Neither of us are the provider. This is just how I see it. It's it's the source of the abundance that is providing through us. Same thing as a mother. We're taking care of our kids, right? But I'm not the source of their their care. I'm taking care of, like the universe is taking care of them through me, through Ryan, through their teachers, through their friends, parents, like through the community. And this takes such a burden off of like, oh my God, I can't fuck it up, you know? But also like such a big
0: ego. If you think that you are the source of happiness of your own children.
1: Yeah.
0: It's it's a ego trap, right? You feel like this is no one else can provide, right? Yeah. No yeah. grandma like I'm not going to leave my kids with grandma. Cuz that's or control a again. Right I mean,
2: Yeah. And- what show were we watching recently on a Netflix and money thing where the woman was the provider bringing in a lot of money and she had all of these like barriers up for her stay-at-home husband because she brought the money in but she just didn't have any respect for him even though his day-to-day was like like taking
1: care of the kids so much work so it's like a lot of women's roles but reversed yeah yeah and it really but it was really interesting to see
2: and like the way that she approached it was just like i bring the money so i decide what's done with it you don't get any like it was quite a shock to see which is is obviously understanding in you know the way other way around is sadly quite common yeah but
1: You get know. a little allowance and you, you know, for us, our money has always been our money. Yeah. Whether he was his deployment stuff coming in or me being the the one working or us, us working on certain things together. I know that this is individual to, to
2: each couple. It's hard to like, from a from a masculine standpoint, from my, like, it's hard to be comfortable. He
0: doesn't want that. to yeah. touch you. my money.
2: No, but yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and it's hard to be comfortable to go. And we, as we've, as we've realized that like, we go through seasons, right? Yeah. And like, right now we, I can see it's like, this is aggie season of of like business growth and success and this and it's like to kind of like be find comfort in that to find different ways that I can support our family and our team is a huge learning curve for me but it comes in waves and it's like that may transition in a few years time but as a team we figure it out together Yes. I it's think harder. it's really, yes. really
0: important, and it's even harder for men because I think the the initial reaction is like, "Well, you're making so much money, I should be making just as yeah. much, right. as, oh, no yeah, more actually, yeah. More. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I'm yeah. a guy." And if you're not, then he, Jacob, feels terrible about himself, and it's it. But there are seasons, right? And I think yeah. we we have this running joke that every year we go back to Meikonos uh, to Grace. It's my fourth holiday, yes. and every holiday we have conversations about money and who's struggling and, who, and
1: like first year I was struggling second year Jacob was struggling and I was making <laughs> yeah. a lot we yeah, 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 well needs. that's the nature of relationship though whether yeah. it's like our mental health or our sp- spiritual journey or something going on with the body or money it's just are you are you can you be a team and examine it, it together? Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. this.
2: So and it was really funny. You might relate to this. Um, we This, this post that I saw that I shared with Aggie a few months ago. Um, and it's like this, this couple, the married couple, they're outside of a car. their kids are inside and it's just them looking at each other and going, remember it's us against the problem. The children <laughs> are the problem. <laughs> and it's, but it's a funny way of putting it, the fact that it's like, you know, whatever challenge there is, it's not to draw a divide between us two. Yeah. It's like we're together yes. and like you yeah. and Ryan together, whatever the problem is, tackle together. And yeah. that, you know, that's such a sacred thing to have between one another because it's so easy. We've used to do it so much to kind of just go, okay, that's your problem or you figure that out. Or I'll figure that out no, and it's like. It's more like
0: yeah. you, right? I think that's the man idea that he can't come to me because he's, uh, yeah. with a problem because he's going to feel weak. But like yeah. three years ago, you left, lo- you lost money in crypto and yeah. two. So you were like stressed about money. I was like, don't worry. Yeah. And then two years ago, I lost my swimmer business. So he was like, don't worry. And then this year it was you like the opposite. Backs. Yeah. The, yeah. So it's just like, it's ebbs and flows and just understanding that this, it's much easier for me to feel like I can be. St- I can surrender and be supported than for him. And I think that's what's really, I think what's what really is, I think, unfair in today's society, even in the spiritual world, is that expectation that men be the provider
1: always. Yeah. And always be grounded. Yeah. And always hold space and always have capacity for the feminine chaos. Like nobody can fair. do that. Nobody can do that. There is a, There is also a level of consent and keeping your pulse on the heart of the relationship As you are in your own process. And so a big part of the work that I find myself doing more and more of this year is that wild feminine embodiment where women are both men and women. But yes, yes. However, the bulk of the work, the people that come to me are the women Mm -hmm. and they're just like, I feel like a crazy bitch and I feel insane and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm burning down my life. I'm scared to burn down my life. And it's because this, this intensity is so unfamiliar to them. That it, and it's terrifying. So for them to learn how to go deep into that underworld of their feminine chaos and find the deeper wisdom there to bring into their relationship, instead of unleashing all the fury on the man, you know, because he's supposed to hold my chaos. It's just there's so much distortion in that. That 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 needs to bring uh, that brings us back to our personal practice and going deeper with the goddess or with the universe or whatever, however you want to identify this.
0: Yeah. And it, it stems from genuinely women being taught the nice girls right so like yes. be a good girl yeah. and so I am so trained that to being a good girl and like filling each other's expectations you know growing up in Poland you're from Peru yeah. so I think it's a very much like a similar upbringing up until this day yeah. my lovely mother when we have dinner put put some more potatoes on his plate that's not enough for him i'm like mom he's sitting in front of the potatoes i'm right here i'm not gonna get up and like feed him which i think is this beautiful care yeah yeah but it's also like he's also not disabled and it's like it's just like what i grew up with and it's kind of like women in poland Choose to put other people's needs in front of their own, but then we're resentful. And yes. then when we're resentful, we don't want to have sex because we're like, "Don't fucking touch yeah. me." Yeah. Because you just like
1: you, you owe me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And so it's just like it's a it's a cascade of of all the things that are happening. And I think what I definitely like picked up from my family that I'm trying to heal from is stepping into the mother energy yeah. in the relationship. So let's talk yes. about that because you know you had this. <laughs>
1: Okay, because you know I did a lot of caretaking in that time that he was disabled. Yeah, and I love that post that you did in the bathtub, Yeah, the famous Washing one. his hair. Yeah, that, for whatever reason, like four weeks after I posted it, Instagram decided to show it to the masses. I'm like, thank you. And why? Okay.
0: Why? Because we all mother our <laughs> yeah. partners, right? And it's like, yeah. Jacob has a very strong relationship with his mom, right? So he... Let's talk about the shadow of that, right? And like yeah. the the benefits. A
1: well, yeah. I mean, again, it, it's like, is it coming from fear or love? And when it comes from fear, it shows up in this more kind of um, emasculating way. You know, it's more critical, controlling. I need to tell you what to do because I don't trust that you can do it yourself. And I started to really see this after becoming a mom because moms were like famously do that to the dads like you don't know how to do this right let me just do it myself and then years yes. of that leads to so much resentment again i that was me i've been there and then we blame them and then and, and and we can't forgive ourselves for it but the big distinction between nurturing a partner and mothering them is 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 the presence of respect for them and a, a trust if there is no respect it's going to come across. It's not about what you say in form or what you do in form. I could be washing his hair as an act of love out of abundance of my heart because I just want to show him my just deep love and devotion. Yes, I love ritualistic worship. Like, I love it. Or I could be doing it because... Man, you you obviously can't wash your own hair, and you stink, yeah. and like you have got knots in your hair. Yeah, it, it, you know, so it's not about the
0: form. And you don't know how to feed yourself, so grab those potatoes, you know, because yeah. you don't. Yeah. the side,
2: then it really emasculates the yes. man. It really makes them feel unworthy, like, and oh, then okay. then then you constantly think, okay, like I want to change that, so you try and be nice, you try and do this, and it constantly feels like you're not doing the right thing. Yeah, and that's just yeah. the danger in itself because you're constantly you're in a losing battle from the beginning.
1: Yeah. And the harder you try, the more she tries, And then then it's like, and then she
2: like, it's more distance, more distance. And then the polarity is gone.
1: Yeah. But also the post uh,
0: Lucy's post that I shared with you a few weeks ago, that was the first time when I heard somebody mention the shadow of everything we do. So we work with a great spiritual coach and, you know, I would just say, you know, I need to mother Jacob and I always have to be the one and motivating. And she's like, what's the shadow? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, what's your underlying benefit of that? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm in an affected mentality I have no benefit. It's like, no, you're scared. You're controlling. Like, you don't trust the universe. And same thing for Jacob. She was like, isn't it nice when you... It
2: takes care of things.
0: Yeah. 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 And you... The comfort
2: that <laughs> because I know that that's from... The feeling that Maggie's gonna—it's it, enjoyable that someone else is having dealing with things and I don't have to worry about them. you fall into that kind of comfort of doing it, but not from a healthy place. Mm-hmm. And, More of a
1: complacency. Yeah,
2: and then yeah, no, it really is. And it's like there's ways I'm sure to do that healthy, but it's very easy to fall into the not so healthy way of it becoming a trend.
0: But also like you being scared of your own power, right? And I think it's just like there's that. There's the the element of like not feeling fully seen by me because I don't see him as a human being. I see him as a man. Yeah. And so there was that resentment as well.
1: And yeah, yeah let's talk about the shadow of, of just the dynamic. Oh, like the mothering. The yeah. Part. Okay. Yeah. Because the mothering, if we're in this um, need to control and distrust, there is that distrust in each other, right? But beyond that, there's also a distrust in ourselves, that if that person lets us down, we won't be able to handle that or we don't want to deal with mm-hmm. the fallout. But even deeper than that is a, dis- a distrust in the universe and just the flow of life. Do I trust the unfolding of life? And can I let that that deep wisdom speak to me when it's time to push that threshold and say like, hey babe, like it's time for this to change from a place of grounding and sovereignty and not from a place of whining and demanding and giving ultimatums. Yeah, It hits different. And when we can do that, we rise together. There are seasons where Ryan's just tuned in in a in his, in different way and he stands in that truth and it just calls me to rise and vice versa. Beautiful. And, and I feel like that that's how it's meant to be in relationship. It's not just one person, you know, calling all the shots and yeah. doing the leading.
0: Super inspirational
1: for me to see
0: someone who's been married for so long and also someone that You know, like it's this, this illusion, you know, that we try to recreate the initial spark, right? The initial spark so good. It was so great when we first met. The sex was so good. Oh my God. And now 17 years later is like, like a brother and sister and you just kind of like, you know, get angry with each other and resentful. And yet I go to your Instagram and you guys are like the hottest couple (laughs) and clearly having
1: the great sex.
0: So how do how do you get there? Like the one thing that I just say, like I didn't really think that people that say they had great sex after seventeen years are being truthful. I was like, they just Uh, say that because that's not real. I was like, they just say that because they don't know any better. Yeah, (laughs) you know, they just try to feel good about themselves, and then. For us, after five years together with breaks and this and that, I think our sex life has gotten so much better. I'm like, oh my God, I would never be able to get to this level of surrender and play and kink with somebody else. So I was like, oh, I
1: get it though. Yeah, you can you can go deeper. You, you go- get
2: excited for the next ten years of like, yeah. where does this go? Like, what's
1: in store? Yeah, like, right here, like we're, we're excited because we're like, look at where we we don't want to go back to the way that it was when we were newlyweds. Yeah, everything was novel and new and and like exciting in a different way. There's just like chemical concoction of yeah. being in love. Unknowns. Yeah. yeah, so much to discover. But then the deeper that you have gone together, the deeper you have met yourself the deeper you can meet the other person. And the better your sex is. Yes. And it's more connected. The orgasms are more open. And as a woman, really being more open to love, because that is ultimately what this experience is, is a sharing of love, a coming together of love, and its most heightened, like beautiful expression, ecstatic expression. So when we can come into that with an open heart and really open our bodies and receive that, they feel it. They feel the, a different experience. And we just create a whole different, almost like a psychedelic feeling experience that I could not tap into 17 years ago. So But you don't know what you don't know. That's
0: yeah. the funny thing. <laughs> which
1: is like what's ahead even, you know? Yeah. You're
0: gonna come back in five years' time, which is gonna be like right.
2: well, wow, I can <laughs> right, you guys. <laughs> Let me tell you. Great. But it's also that vulnerability as well that draws you much closer. And yeah. I think like the the novelty of the kind of honeymoon period is is fun but when you actually really get to you feel get to know someone really open up and be vulnerable and share like that connection is unlike anything you can get in the first you know honeymoon period as you say in like five years for us it's like we've like really got to a vulnerable place with one another to really see each other for who we are and that in itself is such a connecting force for us
0: yeah. And yes. I also think it's like it, it comes from a place like I think maybe originally there there were some situations in our relationship where there was like a bit of jealousy or a grounded jealousy. Let's just put it that way. Um, and <laughs> so there's this always underlying level. If you think that your sex was only good at the beginning, there's always this underlying idea that if another beautiful young mm. woman comes up, yeah. Might take my, them away from you. Yeah. Because I'm no yeah. longer, I'm like used item that's already no longer, yeah, it's you know. not new
1: and shiny anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Literally. And when now what we have in our sexual life is so exciting and grounded and fulfilling that I feel so safe with Jacob being surrounded by a million naked women. Like, yeah. you know, we're in Burning Man. In Burning Man,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you know, feel secure literally literally in your week. relationship. Yeah, literally yeah. last week. Literally I last see, week.
0: <laughs> and maybe the old me would feel intimidated when he talks to our friends who have their boobs out, because I was like,
1: I mean, they're out, like they're naked in front yeah. of you like this. And we like, meet some of our best friends at the nude beach. Oh, there you go. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just throw that in there, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Right? There's just like, yeah, this this it's free. This um, such a deep heart connection that you're not. That like I feel
0: safe in the relationship. I'm feeling safe a, for him to see another woman naked because yeah. I don't feel like he would be able to even. Like he even would crave that because he knows that what yeah. we the connection that we have and the the magic of the depth of our orgasm is so much deeper. Because we've been through so many things that I'm like, I'm like, I know you can't get that anywhere else. You've had so
2: many relationships in this one relationship, right? And you have, it's like that, you know, rebirth and dying, rebirth and dying of these different parts of our relationship. As we've gone through these five years, it's like, you don't just doesn't happen. Just randomly that's taken the work, which now takes us to a totally different place.
0: But also with that uh, said, I think sex is just a beautiful metaphor of Of what the nervous system of relationship is. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mirror of that. No, and even
1: in our own nervous system. So, for example, for me, a big part of my journey in our sex life was starting a self pleasure practice. Oh yes, yeah, and that was life changing. And I tell women, if you say you have a self pleasure practice and it has not changed your fucking life, you're this is not what I'm talking about. Like it's not that you're not even scratching the surface. I mean, like you meet God through yeah. your pussy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then you get to experience this like your body begins to rem- like memorize. First remember, it begins to remember the flow, the free flowing open state to love, but also it begins to remember like bliss is your 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 core essence. Love is your essence. They say and that women grow that. through pleasure. Yes, yes. And so and also what- our brains are are just building these these neural connections. Right. And associating things more with pleasure and your nervous system becomes more adaptable and flexible. You get more into this flow of ease and receiving and And starting with life. And and yes.
0: It, because we live again in the masculine world, uh, men grow through discipline, right? And hardship. And so yeah. we have David Goggins, you know, run 400 miles. Take the and best eat, of Yeah. You
1: gotta get the best oppression with your brothers, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and
0: don't eat for seven days and da da da. And so women yeah. jump on these trends because, I mean, I'm one of them as well, right? Because I feel like. And it's
1: fun, you know? Yeah. Like, but I never understood more.
0: that I actually grow th- through pleasure and I grow through letting. You know, letting myself experience all of these things and letting yeah. myself rest, which which yeah. I wasn't really allowing myself in the first place. And so, like they say, master your masturbation. But I had mm-hmm. so many girlfriends that would be like, she's like, I never had an orgasm through penetration of her orgasm yeah. with a man. I'm like, yeah. But I'm like, oh, so like, what's your, but you can get there yourself. And she's like, I don't really masturbate. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah.
1: So we're not practicing. Yeah, You know, it is a practice, just like meditation actually can be very deeply meditative. I have gotten into deeper meditative states, otherworldly realms kind of states, even more than I have been in, in my meditation practices through my self-pleasure practice. And then uh, I remember it was so exciting about six weeks into doing the practice every day. I just became very like, this is going to be a thing for me. I heard it very strongly. And my spirit it was like, you need to masturbate every day. I was like, what? For how long? I don't what, what was to. The goal I don't, for? it just, it was, I didn't have a definitive uh, number of minutes initially. I just wanted to give people homework. So yeah. No, just... give you homework. If you, if you do start this, I would say even just 15 minutes of, we're not going straight into penetration. Where um, there's a whole de armoring process that a lot of women actually have to do just to actually receive, for their bodies to receive Mm -hmm. penetration without being numb or uncomfortable or burning, even. So. um,
2: It's like the practice between, you know, two people as well. It's like that foreplay is the entire day. It's the moment it begins after the last time you've had sex. That foreplay begins in a way, right?
0: But if you look at your entire life as foreplay and then the self. Uh, pleasure practice every day for 15 minutes maybe
1: without even an orgasming the end yes, goal. yes yes i would say remove the orgasm goal altogether yeah. just in general always hugely even now i still well, years like, in
2: thinking yeah. oh i have to that that's the goal if i don't get there then i've quote unquote failed yeah like, and then that it becomes dangerous. all about that yeah yeah and you then you actually the don't presence. enjoy the presence of being in that moment without an end goal and just being there for that
0: yeah and that i and always think you're... of the best sex sessions we've ever had. I
1: don't even remember if we had an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything around it was so cold. And then then some of the best orgasms happen when you're just totally... So there was just like a couple couple nights ago. Was it last night? No, it was a couple nights ago. (laughs) We were were having our moment and he was doing these things. And it's like a new thing still for me as of this year to be able to squirt. And so like with him. So I'm like, is it going to happen? Is it not? And I started to get into this mode of like, Okay. Well, if it doesn't happen, then this and this. And I'm getting in my head and, and I kind of lost that feeling, that connection with my pleasure. And, but, but I know this by now. I've practiced this enough times that I catch myself. I'm aware of it. And then I just make a decision. I'm like, I'm just going to relax and just what happens happens. And then two minutes later it happens. So it's, it's just releasing the attachment to that thing yeah. yeah whatever that thing is
0: because it is really an ego when a guy's like oh i i know how to get get a girl's court and this yeah. and that and i'm like for us it just happens i don't know why it's such sometimes, a deep squirt and sometimes i don't i have yeah. no idea what it's like you There's know a and lot you can be doing the exact same thing but yeah. sometimes it's yeah. just not gonna happen and and if he's like is it gonna happen i'm like i don't know <laughs> don't ask me and i don't want to like look for
1: it you know yep yeah. So yep, it's
0: exactly. just like, like cuz it just I'm like, like it's a
1: performative yeah. thing which like we're not here to shoot porn to perform for people like we're here to have an experience with each other and to experience each other. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think guys put so much stress on performance, right? It's such a big thing. And obviously, women do as well. And we both, do. we all, like, it's such a, especially going into a new relationship, the anxiety around performance and having to do that. And like...
0: For us, I think the biggest pressure is to look hot. I think we ha- we're so ingrained that we have to look hot, that it's such a big thing that things that make turn me on... And really just make me feel like, oh, my God, are not hot.
1: Right. They don't look pretty and, like... No,
0: I'm not, like, just, torso like, yeah, open yeah. and yeah, 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 boobs yeah. perky. But I remember, like, just oh my photos
2: oh. of her. a woman <laughs> is, like... Mid orgasm are so
0: yeah, but that's what how yes. we used to have like, orgasm at the beginning. I was yeah. like, I know this looks hot in this the mirror, so I just like I'm, yeah. like I'm gonna be
1: riding <laughs> you like this because <laughs> I look good. And now, I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> ah! yeah, no, I'll get into <laughs> animal. I'm like, Ryan, you can tell when I'm coming. I'm like, ah, yeah. ah. <laughs> 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 peanut woke up. Oh my god. god. Like, oh sorry, know peanut he's like where's yeah, but, my sex but, toy yeah but it's not porn pretty my I'm orgasm
0: my orgasm are like wild and raw yes, and it's like yes. and they stop thinking about do I look hot am I like you know do I have you're the so perfect you're so in the moment yeah, yeah and I think that's yeah. what like a, for guys is the performance for women is like oh, what do we look like what do we seem like Yeah,
1: and guys and, even too because he
2: can make yeah, some yeah. funny
1: faces and will you know <laughs> be like I can tell when you're about him <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: and embrace it though. Not but that's the me. fun yeah, like that's the fun part of it. That's the raw, me. authentic part of it which you only learn from going through these different cycles yeah. with one another.
0: Yeah, and also yeah. feeling feeling so loved by you that I don't feel like I need to pretend. Yes. Stuck in my stomach whatever i was doing yeah. I, yeah. the first time we're having sex to just like make myself look hotter <laughs> and you know ah, i'm so fun i like uh, cringe when i think back um
2: but then it does start so much more before that as well right like that to get to that place like in just regular day-to-day life yes. there are so many things that now. have to fall into place in order for us to feel that way and feel comfortable to be in that point
1: yeah to show yes. yourselves to each yeah. other in the small ways throughout life. Yeah. But we're so smart as women.
0: We, you know, someone can tell us, I love you for who you are. <laughs> but if they compliment us only when we have makeup on right. or. Like, I need they, this so, all the time. Right. Like, so you, Jacob compliments me when I'm like in my ugly biohacking glasses and my road runner. Yeah. Like bun. And he's like, you look so hot. I'm like, I I'm like, lo- isn't that and the best? Yeah. i me wearing my glasses and Ryan's like, yeah. you're so hot. I'm like,
1: thank you.
0: <laughs> But it is funny how, like, that's what we... Pack. Then I
2: forget sometimes when she's all dressed up and looking amazing. <laughs> I
0: forgot to compliment her she's she like, did I, some. I, spent time yeah. on it. No, but I appreciate that. I remember I was in a relationship, every time I was dressed up, she's like, oh, wow, you look so good. That's so good, so good. And I we pick up on those hands. And yeah. it, what are you telling you me with that?
2: You're Knocks your confidence me. because it does the opposite. Because yeah. then when you're not dressed up and you're not doing that you and yourself don't feel hot because you've never been told.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so you're basically training me that you only find me attractive when I have my makeup on and I'm kind of like the version of Aggie the official one, done up. And so I never really can really feel like you love me for who i am because yeah. you don't compliment me like oh that was really smart what you said wow mm. i noticed that you gave water to our dog you know you and just like but, yeah. yeah i like yeah. i see how caring you are oh thank you for doing that and i'm like oh he loves yeah. me for me he doesn't yeah. love me because i
1: put my you know fake lashes on or whatever because right, i look perfect and, and also to that point i've been thinking a lot about how like, what makes a person hot? Like, what makes Ryan hot to me? Cause earlier this year, he did a 41 day fast and he Which was crazy. skin and bones at the end. I don't recommend it, you guys. I don't recommend it, y'all. It's not for everybody. It's yes. not for my body, but he felt that invitation spiritually to do it. And he said, yes. And it was wildly transformational. And during that time, I went back to Peru to visit my homeland while he was fasting, taking care of four kids. It was just a crazy leap of journey, a uh, leap of faith all around. But even when he was skin and bones, I was like, I fucking love this man. I want this man. He doesn't look attractive. He looks like he's on the verge of like <laughs> peace, you know? He looks extremely yeah. mal-nourished, was, was malnourished, you yeah. know? But even coming back, he went through this phase of like his body just retaining too much fluid. And then he had like, his face was all ballooned up for a while. And he got like, he was just so out of proportion to what I'm used to seeing him. And I was like, still like, let me grab you and let me just, you know? and And it's, it's, to me, the way I see it is like the difference between, let's say, um, a perfect plastic fuck doll and a goddess is their embodiment of their fullness. And he embodied so much integrity and truth and just his, who he is that I was like, I'm to for that. <laughs> I'm wait for that. Two and a half months of celibacy in our marriage that we had, we'd never gone that long without having sex except for his deployment. Um, uh, wow. that was 2010. And, uh, yeah so I'm like i i desire this man because of who he is so it's
2: deeper than the physical look right like yeah. for women especially like i think you guys see so many more layers of a man it's like it takes time for a man to really uncover those and a woman to really see her and really appreciate beyond them the the physical attraction i think that's what's drawn us hugely close as well
0: i think for us for us as was always mental right the integrity of a man is like
1: wow yeah. so hot i think for guys it's way more visual yeah so it's a little but at least initially i think initially, yeah. Well, yeah. well it can be yeah across the board i yeah. I know i have some friends i have some good you know close friends who are women and they will say um you know i, I need a man to be this level of attractive and that's fine like i like if ryan's attractive by traditional standards i yeah. think is what i hear and so <laughs> I mean, he's like the most attractive man in the world to me, but yeah, they're like, your husband's hot. I'm like, okay, he is to me. But there is, yeah, there is so much more depth to that. I think it can go both ways, just depending on maybe the attractive, the physical attraction gets our attention initially. Yeah. And then we kind of stick around and see like, oh, now there's chemistry, there's sexual chemistry. Yeah. But if it's crazy. only physical
2: attraction, it's so shallow, right? And that's, it you're never going to get into the deeper parts of your relationship. But
1: it, and it takes some time. You can't, yeah. like, you don't just go straight in there from but seeing But also, somebody. I love that you
0: said, I don't even know if he's attractive because <laughs> Right, me, to any other people? Why? Because <laughs> the energy is so strong that I can't hear what you say. I, like, I almost want to say, your energy is so strong, I don't even, I can't see what you look like. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, in you're
2: reading a way. so many other things, you see. Yeah, so
0: yeah. and things. that's why Instagram yeah. is such a funny place because when you look at someone on Instagram, it's so easy to get overwhelmed or feeling like you're not good enough or not pretty enough or whatnot. Yeah. And I have never felt, I when I look at someone's life on Instagram, very often, I feel like my life is not good enough. Or like, wow, well, she's really crushing or she's beautiful. I want to be her. Sometimes yeah. it does happen. I have never had that in person. Because when you meet the yes. full package, you're yeah. like, oh. They're a human being too. Yeah, they're human. Yeah. And, you know, the, the picture is perfect. But when you meet them, like, yes, it's great. But like, that's not me. Yeah. Right? Isn't that funny how yeah. like the moment we see the energy, it's like immediately in, in a way more beautiful, but also very it's like human. humanizing
1: yeah. too yeah. yeah and it's it's freeing
2: like instagram
1: right <laughs> yeah like you just never to- never know and that's why a lot of the I, I get a lot of comments from people and dms and they're like thank you for sharing the messy parts yeah because oh. i'm like this is important it's real yeah you know
2: well that's the ironic thing about half the stuff we share it's too vulnerable be Uh, more be no it's be more vulnerable vulnerable and then people yeah 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 sorry you're too 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 much much now yeah yeah you're like (laughs) but like i think it's important because i think it really at least for us allows us to feel more authentic with what we're sharing you're in
1: integrity with yourself when you're yeah yeah.
2: because like i've been for so long just shared only the good parts and i think only in the last couple of years i've been more vulnerable with how i'm feeling and what's coming up and the great stuff and the not so great stuff but it gives you way more integrity in who who i feel like i am
0: 100 percent. and the funny thing is mm-hmm. that we did a podcast together about our breakup and yeah. we wake up the next day we're in bali and my inbox like and all the comments like you guys are fucked up like i hate you this is <gasps> and jacob's wow. like i told you not to record it and i remember saying,
2: I, I went straight into a shell i'm like oh yeah.
0: and i'm like and i said to jacob i'm actually glad that people i didn't get rewarded for speaking mm. my truth because mm-hmm. it would be so easy. And sometimes right. you have to speak your truth even if you're not gonna get rewarded. That's the hardest yeah. time when you yeah. so you can get... fallout.
2: Yeah, yeah so I people had to just go saw... through a whole moment of like it took me a few hours. That afternoon I think I was like, Okay, actually I like this negativity. This is great. I'm embracing this. But at first I was like, bad idea. Retract, retract, retract. But like it's really helpful. But the,
0: the funny thing is like, like people that. just saw a one minute moment of that interview. The half a million a million people that watch that and, was, and they made the judgment yeah. but the people that actually listened to the podcast were like i saw my relationship and that you yeah. changed my life this was yeah. really 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 profound but it is funny how like it was worth doing it's not because it resonated with people it's because it was my truth that i finally got to share mm-hmm. well, even between I don't give us a fuck if that if didn't it even go out to anyone
2: not. right if that didn't go out to anyone at all it would have been a really helpful thing for us to do yeah to just sit for and themselves. talk and share and get things out that you might not necessarily have talked about. Obviously turned into a great podcast, but like even yeah. that conversation for us and our relationship. Because as
0: influencers, we, you know, we talk about so many things, you know, take this vitamin, you know, is great. Italy is amazing. Yeah. Best coffee in Rome. But then when it comes to like, hey, this is what actually is present for me. This is the the most present thing in
1: my life is this breakup. People are like, yeah. no, no, I just go back to coffee. Well, it triggers people's shadows yeah. too and the stuff that they're not ready to look at. Yeah. That's what I have found. It was back in, I think, 2019, I started to really put like my, my shit out there and there were so many people who were like I can't but what you know and and I got and I've still gone through waves of people who will just unfollow me who will just like hate me or whatever They're, it's it's not about me you know and and um I was actually we were sitting around the campfire last night and Ryan's dad is visiting and we were talking and he, he said he was talking about courage and he's like if you could have more courage would you want more courage and I was like think i have an adequate dose of courage but the things that used to feel um like they would require so much courage just became the norm to the point that if i don't do it i feel like something isn't right
2: or you're not being integral exactly yeah
1: yeah and i think the we underestimate
0: the need for self-expression and the fullest expression which means that it's what to me what's present to me is that i finally shared the aggie that i am and if people don't like that, that's great because that means you don't like me. Yeah. But if you like me for someone who I'm not, that's not love.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: in a way, I the people that did stay, I feel way more connected to my audience, actually, I'm yeah. sure you can resonate as yeah, well. Because exactly. the people that listen to this or like got to know me a little better and stayed, I'm like, Oh cool, they see me
2: a little they bit. Say unfollow. I'm like Yeah, we're like, off bye. You, off you go.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> <See you. laughs>
2: Yeah, that just allows you to then build a better connection with for the, in this case your audience but also yourself
1: yeah right?
0: I think it's it's such it's a tough aligned. line because I think there's this argument by my mom hi mom
1: <laughs> and a lot my of mom. people like
0: oversharing
1: you know right right and it's oh like, I have ta- tackled this topic too yeah so let's talk
0: yeah. about that because there's a this idea is like keep some things private and and I do people are funny? I'm like I do keep things private. <laughs> Trust me, you don't know half of the shit. Exactly. But, so obviously, so I'm being work. very selective with mm-hmm. what I share. But I selectively choose things that seem vulnerable and scary and different because mm-hmm. I feel like I have this intuition. Like this is needed to be
1: shared. It's that. It's That's it right you. there. It's
2: helpful for them or whoever's watching. Yeah, it serves it. them.
1: Yeah. It serves the greater like uh, the 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 greater mission or the purpose it's that you're here with. Yeah, and so the way that I see it is. Well, for one, for everything that I share that is like vulnerable or just very real or messy or like very explicit, I know, whatever. There are, I don't even know, probably a hundred moments that I have not shared or more and actually probably more. It's being very conservative, <laughs> thousands of moments, uh, but it's just a blip in time. And it's this, I have learned to connect with that deeper wisdom. I literally feel it in my body. I recognize like the wisdom center it comes from. It's like deep in my pussy. <laughs> That's where yeah. it comes from. It's this womb, like, like kind of a, not butterflies, but like this aliveness. And it's like, yeah. And my whole body lights up and it's like, yes. And I follow that and I've learned to honor that. And so- I mean, that feels and looks and sounds different for every person, but ultimately it's connecting with that deeper knowing of when it's time to share something and what things are meant for ourselves. And it's less about how many things am I keeping private in the bank, you know, and how many am I putting out there and more about connecting to that truth and honoring that.
0: And ultimately we share our life to inspire people and some of the things can, you know, can get positively inspired like i can look at you on the um uh because you do pole dancing yeah so i can be like wow she's so hot i want to do it or i can be inspired by like what a slut (laughs) and then unfollow but then it stays with me and feel and that rage triggered something that i will Maybe activates reconnect with you. my activates me to actually reconnect with my feminine. We don't know that, right? And yeah. it's obviously nice that everyone would look at you and like, "Oh, pole dancing yeah, so beautiful!" But, but in reality, as a as a vessel of a me- uh, the messenger, your ego has to be stripped. It's Like some people will take it the positive way, some people yeah. will take it the negative way. But yeah. if your outcome is to trigger something in people for the change or to help them reconnect with their sexuality,
2: yes.
0: it's not really up to you. Yeah. which way it's going
1: to go. It's not up to me anyways. Like I am, yeah. I am surrendered. This is the thing about surrender. Like I can surrender to Ryan sexually, right? But ultimately I'm surrendering to love itself. Yeah. And if this is a way of life for me, then I i am choosing to live surrendered. That means all of the ideas that come through me are not something that I'm planning ahead. Literally, it all just comes in the in the moment or, or at night and then I'll share it in the morning, you know, yeah. but I, I'm not like calling the shots here. And the more that I can really respect that and honor that, and let what's coming alive just like, clump come, come through me the which better, i think it's so beautiful because if you
0: were full of ego you would be like i just want the recognition i want someone everyone to clap and yeah. i know, want everybody
1: I'm- to like me i mean i was i i have had to be stripped of that so painfully but I have also had women, specifically women, who even just recently, they say, like, I unfollowed you six months ago because I just couldn't stand it. And then they're like, but, but the you never brought me back. And this is exactly what I need. And every single uh, thing you're sharing is resonating and changing had, my life. I had those women, like, too. I was like, I hated you. And then I came back. <laughs> and I'm like,
2: OK. And now I'm here
1: again. I'm like, I'm I not in control like, of any, like, any of that, yeah, you know? Yeah.
0: So funny. Uh, but I think it's, like, really beautiful when you actually, like, that's what I really feel in your work, that you don't. You're not here to be to be looking for, for you know for people to like you or to, hate you. to like you or right. hate yeah. you. I'm here just here to, here ex- to be me, yeah. and that's like. like this the the need for self expression and for being our truest self is so deep in human beings and as you step into that like your truest expression you don't want to like hide parts of you that yeah. feel so yeah. true to you one final question i want to talk about kings because yeah. i love how you explain that and it, how does one embrace kinks? because i think we have this idea from porn that king is you know wearing a lot of leather and just basically right. abusing our partner
1: <laughs> 50 shades of gray yeah. style,
0: yeah but there's like there <laughs> there are different shades of BDSM and the kinks and whatnots. more than
1: 50. There's <laughs> 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 a whole spectrum. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of was... So how did you get into kink? In general, oh, God. Oh,
1: God, it's funny. We've always been kinky. We just mm-hmm. didn't know what to call it. In fact, Ryan tells the story of his first orgasm all the time and he was so kinky. And his dad, he told his dad the story and his <laughs> dad was like, you've always been kinky. Oh my God, you are a kinky child. He's like, yeah, apparently I was. But, um, yeah, we've both been very kinky. We just thought. So what is even kinky? kinky. So kinky. So, okay. So this is, this is the way that I like to define yeah. it. And this is based on one of my favorite humans and favorite sex educator, Kimmy Inch. She is oh, yeah, a yeah. special dominatrix. Yeah. And she's a somatic therapy and i love the way she defines it is that it's anything that is kind of edgy for you or taboo for you so for somebody doing oral sex could be kinky Mm -hmm. and for somebody else like having a gang you know bang you know (laughs) or like a a cage cage, or or being in a cage that's kinky so it's whatever you consider to be taboo and what's interesting about that is sometimes that the more um we explore these kinky spaces with each other it stops becoming taboo and it's just like oh Okay. It kind of, people find that it kind of, some things lose their, their excitement or edge because
2: out, yeah. this
1: is so interesting because it can be very interlinked with the healing journey, right? Like when you actually release the shame and you heal through a yeah. lot of shame that Brene Brown, right? Like the on. shame lives in darkness, right? So yeah. when you, when you speak it out, but so this is the thing, the powerful thing about kink is that it has a space to exist and be celebrated with other people who also accept that or maybe also embody that or enjoy that. Yeah. So there's not this shame of like, oh, you like wearing a leash? That's fucking weird. Yeah. You know? So I love, I mean, I haven't been into it as much lately, but I will do it every once in a while. I have this really nice leather collar and leash that I'm like, you know, just take yeah. me, daddy, and like show yeah. me what to do and pull me around. And I like when we get primal with each other and things mm. like that. I love to be spanked, flogged stuff you know so that's that's Vlog like the, the kinks for me the, the
0: longer like um yeah
1: the they're like the i was gonna go pieces. downstairs to our bedroom like pull yeah. it out <laughs> you like, show you our drawer <laughs> yeah it's
0: like part two of this podcast going through our drawers and be like okay <laughs> this
1: is vlogging <laughs> let me demonstrate <laughs> but it's so healing because these parts that are they're not only not shamed but they are accepted and even celebrated yeah. and that is so healing i will say like that's one of that's been one of the most healing parts of our erotic journey so connecting
2: as well right yeah. it builds a whole new level of understanding yeah. and yes. connection with one another that otherwise is hidden and secretive and that yeah. draws
1: and that disconnects because there's this yeah. thing you have to hide there were certain kinks that we hid from each other for the first eight years of marriage because same. they thought that was yeah. too weird like yeah. oh he's gonna think i'm a total weirdo like
2: yeah why? we've gone through the same stuff
1: and, and it's like
0: only when we shed light we were like oh wow well, I really feel connected to that person cuz that person And it helps didn't judge in every me.
2: other aspect of the relationship it builds so much more trust because of the vulnerability that you've gone through.
0: But yes. also you have to be able to hold your own kink and not judge yourself for it. Yes. yes. Because if you judge yourself for your own kink you will judge, judge the, the other else. person yeah. and that person's going to yeah. come out and it's like I have a leash and it's like oh my god weird. Yeah, I bet like some people yeah. watching this thought about you being weird because they <laughs> especially can't... being
1: like an empowered woman because they're not, woman, embr- because they're they're not like...
2: confident of embracing their own yeah. kinks and their they don't own they
1: judge themselves for their own kinks. always so like, bring can't... it back to the self? How is this mirroring? Yeah, yeah, my yeah, own right, stuff because th- I'm
0: like I'm like I haven't yeah. tried a leash. But like I can you talking about it, I was just like oh, that's so hot like
1: <laughs> next level of surrender, just get like tied,
0: you know, yeah. like tied. Well, to be fair, the the sex <laughs> shop that got too. Peanut's toy, the vibrator yeah. right here, they did have like pretty cool leashes for dogs. So I feel like maybe that one well, <laughs> right
1: next
2: to you these toys. It. Yes, you can
1: get your get a nice I'll walk you on one. to the next
2: episode. How do, you,
1: yeah,
0: how, yeah, do you, how do you how do you how do even start? Getting kinky, you know, because it might be overwhelming oh, at the just beginning.
1: Oh, exploring, yeah. And just and taking that it I
2: would be curious as to advice for couples to even approach that if they haven't got there, because it might be scary. Them, oh, right? it's
1: totally scary. It's it's so vulnerable, and I've had so many people who have calls with me, and 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 we're exploring coaching or courses or whatever, and they're like. I've never told a soul about this, and I feel so weird and ashamed of it. And I feel like this is the first safe place that I have to even express this out loud. So, actually, one of the very practical resources that I would recommend is is Kimmy Inches. Um, she has a, a kink checklist. And I'm like um, always doing free advertising yeah. for her because I love this woman. But she has she has this dialed in. Like she has this kink checklist. You can check it out. See if you're interested in giving it or receiving it or both. And then you can just have a conversation about it. Because there's like a top, bottom, and then there's the yeah the There's like the dominant and the How she like um, frames this is like there's more of the leader and the follower. Because to be in this dominant role is very serving you know, there's such a deep care. This is what about I love her. What I love about her as a dominatrix is there is such a deep energetic awareness and presence and connection. And sh- there's such a deep care about how she leads people in these scenes. I is
0: just lead because there's this idea that, that the dominatrix is like, I'm here to pleasure
1: myself through you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like that. Get, get off on like telling you what to do. And some yeah. people do that. Yeah. And if as long as it's consensual, that's this cool. That's
2: all how, how it's been built and the trust has been built between yeah. two people, right? And where that line is and what comes before it and being comfortable in that situation
1: and the aftercare too the yeah. aftercare after Ooh. you do these things that's
2: Which just something
0: is, especially if it's in your relationship something you should definitely mm-hmm. discuss but, hey so what's your aftercare what do you need after yeah, yeah. and oh, the doms dharms- by
2: and it's yeah, like, it's like yeah. okay <laughs> bye and you're just like
0: oh, I'm floating in
1: subspace so I'm so like out of
0: it yeah I had a friend who just basically met a guy and he's like I can tell you Shibari sh- um, oh, Shibari yeah it was like a three hour
1: sh- Shibari oh, I love like, Shibaris so
0: and wow. then and then he's like okay now you need to leave and then oh. right after, and she went home and she cried and she's like, I felt yeah. abused because there was yeah. no aftercare. You feel so
1: unmet and yeah. uncared for. Oh, the aftercare is just, you got to have it. Uncared. And even in sex and vanilla sex or like outside <laughs> of, sex. you know, like as vanilla as it can be, right? That is like the aftercare. It's a connection. The <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you can also increase your capacity for pleasure. After you have had your orgasm or orgasms, and yeah. then just and keep I also that
0: connection. heard from, uh, from my girlfriends that some guys were like, Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't sleep with anybody after, like, like actual fall asleep, and I do not do aftercare. I'm like, Well, so don't yeah. get involved. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. In a way, yeah. right? If you well, like,
1: if she really doesn't want that, yeah. or she can really do without it, then then cool but, a but lot sometimes of times you don't know don't sometimes you might be
0: like oh like it happened to me before when i was just like up for something casual yeah. and it triggers something that i was like sobbing after an orgasm and he yeah. like it's okay yeah. like, okay you we didn't just even know opened you something it. right so i could have been like oh it might be yeah. just a vanilla sex uh and then it ended up with me having this profound like cleansing yes. experience where i started crying and he's just like okay yeah.
1: <laughs> there Container. yeah and then you feel so held and so i had this moment last week where we just did our regular, like, kind of like our vanilla set. It's still not vanilla. We're still like (laughs) too kinky for it to ever be vanilla. (laughs) But it was just our kind of our routine thing. And it was just the energy was different about it. And I sat up and I looked at him. And I just was like, like, we were just in this other dimension together. And we were so locked in. And I started sobbing. And and then he was like licking the tears from my face. And I was like, I I don't know what's happening. And I'm just letting it happen. And so, yeah, we do need that moment afterwards to just...
2: And not being afraid of your emotion as well in those moments, that really connect with it and be comfortable that the other person you're with is going to receive it. I also Mm -hmm. love
0: that... um, I don't think I have to, uh, you know... Uh, try to convince anyone that your sex after 17 years of marriage can sound great <laughs> I mean just the vanilla sex of licking your tears <laughs> off and just like being in another dimension I'm like okay yeah you sounds pretty good but like, and the leash the other shit.
2: day <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly and it's the foreplay throughout the day too like I love to be like I can feel like this embodied jaguar energy like I'm like this you know ferocious cat yeah. but he has the, the this just presence about him with me that I feel like I love being the kitten around him. So I love it when he calls me that. So he calls me that and it does things to my body. And I'm just like, you know, I feel the tingles. And I just he'll just I probably have a bunch of text messages from him right now. You know, my phone's downstairs. Let's go through them.
0: I'll show you. So where can we find you? Because I feel like after listening to this podcast, there are a lot of people that are like, holy shit, I want to learn from (laughs) this
1: woman. Which is basically what I
0: thought when I uh, came across your content. So where can we find you?
1: Well, I am on Instagram at Lucy Lampy, on TikTok at Lucy Lampy official, and all of the current things and and courses and offerings will be at lucylampy.com.
0: And so Jacob actually signed up without yes. telling yes. anybody. Yes.
1: Oh, he so didn't I even read. tell you. It was no, I I a surprise. Well, well after, after. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Okay. I mean, five minutes He's like after. I did this yeah. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, which is really exciting, a 6-week container yes. for like yes, yes. embodying that masculine, wild masculine energy, yeah. right? Which is really yeah. exciting, so. Highly recommend.
1: Uh, going into the dark masculine stuff—we're just getting started.
2: Just super cool. I'm super excited for that. So as we, uh,
1: yeah. Um, good luck. <laughs> I, I'm
0: next. I'm next. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much, Lucy, for coming.
1: Thank you,